Hey guys, happy Monday. Happy Monday, TJ. How the fuck are you? Good, man. Had a good weekend. Uh, had fun watching the Last Dance first two episodes of the Michael Jordan documentary on ESPN on Sunday nights. So we talked about that. Nick, what else do we discuss? We have some more birthday celebrations to uh, delve into for uh, another member of the program. And we also talked about your grill master routine with your brand new grill. We did that. A lot of weekend things. And, what else? And... Yeah. TJ, uh-huh. we got into a little bit of video game discussion. We played played some video games, talked about what our favorites were, and also a new and very trashy Netflix show that you need to binge watch today. Yeah, absolutely. It's called Too Hot to Handle. Go check it out. I binged all eight episodes in the first night, uh, four hours of sleep. It wasn't worth it, but you should still go watch it. You should still go watch it. Nick, they can follow us some places, I think. They can follow us at Bruce BOTB on the social medias. They can also text in or call in to the voicemail line through on 4877-8597. We'd love to hear from you. And be sure while you're at it, if you haven't done so already, tell two friends about Bruce in the Balcony and tell them to go leave five-star reviews for us on iTunes. Go do that right now. Guys, enjoy the show. We'll see you Friday. Well, hello. <laughs> Listening to Bruise on the Balcony with TJ Weber. So I gotta show my boobs. And Nick Yale. Hey there, Big Daddy. Did you hear that? What a weirdo. Good morning, Bruise on the Balcony Nation. Happy morning. Happy Monday. Jeez, you a little excited there, big guy? I'm excited, Nick. I'm on four hours you're of sleep. Just fired up, man. Yeah, you're, it's you're, it's you're Monday. It's another out week. Of the, coming out of the gates hot today, are we? Quarantine Let's week go. Uh, week six. Week six, seven, ten, eleven, twelve. What Wh- day is when it was the first Monday? when was the first week we had to be inside? Do you remember? Was it mid March? Uh, yeah, it was uh, we we it was mid March. I think we are officially I don't know what you want to call us week four or week five. We we kind of started quarantine action around March. Well, we'll just say sixteenth was the first Monday because we didn't have St. Patrick's Day. So we'll say this is week one, two, three, four, five, six. We'll say this is start week, week six. six okay. of quarantine. TJ Weber, how the hell are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Had a had a nice weekend, you know. How it had the birthday celebrations on Friday, so yes, got some yes. good how meals. Was birthday? It was good. It was good. My God, I don't think I've put more calories in my body than I have the last three days. What'd you have, to, guy? Well, you know, my mom got me a great meal on Friday. It's this chicken dish where it's got gravy, it's got stuffing, like crusted stuffing on the top of it. It's it's unbelievable. And then you get that with some mashed taters, you get some corn. It's really uh, yes. good. Uh, but it can feed like a family of five. So we had just me and Laura taking that down. And then there you go. She got me my favorite dessert, Nick. Now this I sound like I'm a five year old kid because I love this dessert, but it's brownie is the first layer. Chocolate pudding on top, and then whipped cream on top of that. It is oh man, unbelievable. That sounds that sounds delightful. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's we took almost all that down. It's a whole pan of that. So uh, I'm going to be eating uh, ice for the next three days to catch up from what I did the last three days. <laughs> you should so. clean out the body. You know, drinking a lot of water. Maybe taking Cooper around the block for a couple laps to work yes. off the lbs that you gained there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Glad you had a I still look great to- though. Look at me. I mean, I looked like a million dollars. Nice and nice and taut and rewarding body. There you yeah, go. That's well, right. It's uh, it's uh, Z the P's birthday today. So happy birthday, Z the P. 
big 21 right off the bat. We'll get into wow. some stories a little bit later about our 21st birthday, but I want to wish Zach happy birthday. I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, but everybody else that listens will appreciate. So be sure to text Zach or wish him a happy birthday when you see him. Big, big two one. The big, big two one. Two one. Think we'll have some birthday festivities today. Check out this birthday card I made. Can you wow. see it? Phineas and Ferb. Card. Is that Phineas and Ferb? It it is. That's pretty good drawing. Yeah. Now, did you did you do that freehand? I did that freehand. Wow. My okay. my text my text is not that great, but but the actual uh the actual the characters are of, pretty good. See, that's what's weird know, is you I take know. all the time to I, make the characters look right, and then your text just looks like a third and then, grader. And did then it. the text was just absolute donkey dick. Like, yeah, it was just terrible. Yeah, terrible. I can't I can't freehand text at all there. So, uh, nonetheless, happy birthday, Zach. Happy twenty one. Do you but remember? TJ, you got t- a grit. Oh, go ahead. No, oh, I was, oh, sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut uh, you off. I know you're gonna wait for it, but if we're gonna mention the birthdays, do you remember your twenty first birthday? No, I don't. Not at all. Not at all? What did you do? No, what was the plan? I don't even remember a little bit. No, I, I do remember it. Uh, my 21st, what, I'm trying to think. Is that Mizzou at the time? I think we went out for a nice meal at, oh, what was that place? I can't remember the place. I, I remember the food there. I had pulled pork nachos. Ah, yes. Place in, uh, place in Columbia, downtown Como. And then for with my friend, I did that with my family. And then with my friends, I went on a nice bar crawl. So pretty much think we hit... About 10, 9, 10 different bars in downtown Columbia for my twenty first. Nice. So it was a good time. Did a little bar crawl. Had a drink at every every stop along the way. Uh, didn't get uh, didn't get too drunk, but I remember we had like a little after party soiree at one of my buddies' house just up the street. You can't say right after party and soiree in the same sentence. It means the same thing. Soiree. You, mean, nice you soiree, basically right? said after party party is what you just said. And that's okay. It was a party party. And had a little get together and one of my buddies was coming over and he, or it was actually one of my, uh, friends. It was her boyfriend. He was like, Oh, you just turned 21. I'll go to the gas station, grab you something to drink or whatever. And so he went up to the, he went up to the gas station, just literally right across the street. And he comes back like 20 minutes, 30 minutes later. And we're like, where'd you go? And like, cause he was kind of a, you know, he, he had a, had had a night as well. Yeah. And, uh, He's like, oh shit! Like I left your I left your beer in a bush. Let me go try to go get it again. He walked back and then came back like another fifteen minutes later. Like, yeah, I couldn't find it. Wow. Like, now let me ask you something because this would like, did he buy bush beer and put it in a bush? Because now you're talking. Like, I don't know. That would that, make sense. Well, I, like the world may never know. Wow. How many licks to take to get to the center of a tootsie pop? Mm-hmm. The world may never know. Yeah. It was like one of those situations. You know, not sure because uh, he was too. How drunk does he? Li- I, I don't he, understand how you. Okay, now I have questions. You know why? I, I think he set it down to take a leak inside and, of a bush, so like nobody would steal it, or like he was on his way. Yeah, like and, I, yeah, I think he just like he he set it down inside the bush and then went over into the woods to take a leak and then uh, okay. came back and was gonna grab it and then just kind of forgot. So just a little short term memory loss. Things what happens when you get when you ha- what happens when you turn twenty one. I guess when you get drunk, but, you don't really worry about it, but usually you'd pee in the gas station, then pick up the beer and walk back. But now you're saying he picked up the beer. Was on his way back, took a little pit stop, and left yes. it in the bush. Yes, gotcha. So That's didn't tough. get my beer, but nonetheless, it was a it was a very solid twenty one. R.I.P. Uh, Quinton's, where you got T.J. I know you've never been to Columbia before, but Quinton's. I've was been the there, bar. never been partying Quint- there though. Yeah, well, Quinton's was uh, was one of the go to bars. It was never like super crowded, but it was three levels, and so 
you had a bunch of different options on each on each level of course bars different bars and stuff like that different music right and the go-to drink was uh sprite with flavored bacardi ah. and boy they literally tasted like skittles that's what we always joked about literally tasted like skittles you could drink 15 of those and and have a good night and uh but no longer is because uh, quentin's there rp they, they knocked it down and they built the housing complex that's tough as they did with all the great places in columbia just yeah. a high rise high rise little town now they knocked down all the good places it's tough that's what happened with cape too old simo cape Girardeau. yeah what'd you do for your 21st were, uh, were, you, were you 21 at cape or were you 21 at lindenwood no i was 21 at lindenwood so we actually went downtown ballpark village so it started where Big Web, we went down to Ballpark one day, and he said, you know, to the lady, my son's turning 21 this weekend, we'd like to have it here. And uh, she said, oh, yeah, we can get you 50% off this, we can get you free apps, we can get you blah, 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 and was pumping us all like this up. this is going to go poorly. So he's like, do we, like, set it up now, and then it's like a private party type thing, or what happened? She goes, no, 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 just you walk in, just like normal, and then you just see me, we'll have the table open, and then we'll just start the deals. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Well, we get there, and it's a Cardinal game night, so I think they're playing like the Cubs, somebody big, and we get there with like 15 of us. I mean, there's a ton of us now. We planned it, like a planned thing. She shows up and goes, oh yeah, Weber's, Weber's, yeah, yeah, come over here, and we got a table a few tables outside of ballpark, like on that walkway area across from Bush. You know what I mean? Like right across right. from Bush Stadium. Well, we're saying, okay, so where's the drinks? You know, we get beers for three bucks or something, right? She goes, oh, I'm sorry. No, those those are not on Cardinal game days. And I'm like, well, fuck, here we are. Like, we can't go anywhere. So she racked up this fucking bill and was yeah, she got full you. price she, she all day. Reeled you in and then hooked it. It's it's tough. I was I was surprised that they did that, but I mean we we had a good time, Nick. I remember about the first two hours. Apparently, we went to the casino after that. Uh, nice, of course, of course you did. Me and Big Web. So Big Web is just as drunk as I was, and uh, we get all the way to the casino. And there's at one point I come back from my blackout. I, don't, I haven't blacked out many times in my life, but 21st was one of them. I come back from my blackout at about 1 a.m. at the blackjack table. Like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, we're all down. My one buddy Shields has a ton of money. Everybody else is down. Lost their ass. I remember getting up, walking to the slot machine, and me and Dad are so drunk, we're both trying to put a dollar into the slot machine at the same time, and we keep tumbling over each other. And the more we tumble over each other, the more we're cracking up and like laughing hysterically in the middle of this casino. And my aunt was there helping us out, you know, our drunk asses. The pit boss comes over, points at us two, and points at, at my aunt and goes, yeah, those two need to go. <laughs> it's like, get, get them, them out, out now here. or we're going to have to they use get force. The yank. <laughs> they get the yank. Yeah, so oh, 24th that, was that's good. good. I also remember a time, I think when we were at, it was the last bar of the bar crawl of the evening for us. And so we were having a, we were having a time and uh, we were at piano bar and I was drinking a, a, a Budweiser. And I guess a, one of my buddies had just like stuck his pen in my beer. His or, or st- Yeah, in my beer. And, and I just kept drinking it, just kept on going. And, and finally, somebody, uh, they did one of those where they knock it on the top and just knock oh, yeah. full beer yeah. right into the trash Dick can. move. Oh, yeah. Sure. But as soon as that happened, though, I wasn't even pissed because someone handed me a brand new one. I was like, all right, ready to go. God. I, that, that, that's the greatest thing about being 21. You never are without a drink in your hand. You have 10 people watching you. So as soon as you finish one, bam, here comes another one. Yep. And you're, you're, you're just ready to go. The whole time. Do you Have you ever Good done times. that where you pop somebody's top 
but then like yeah, they for sure. they oh, save the- it, they save it, and then it happens to your own, and it's like, okay, I fucking oh, deserve yeah. that all, for sure, all the fucking time. <laughs> yep, and you're like, yep, I definitely deserve that. And just foaming like absolute crazy, and you're trying to chug it all. Are you any good at uh, shotgunning beers? Never, uh, back in my I've day, been, I mean, when I was you know in college, when I was prime time college, I could do pretty in the good. frat party but, days. Yeah, but now it's uh, I could probably get it done, but. You know, I, I get a little, little stomach acid going on. You know, I'm, I'm an old man now. I'm 26. You're, so I got to get a little dude. Tums action, you know. No, I can still do it. But it's way slower than I used to. I used to be all right at it. You so. used to just like crack and boom, done. Yeah. I think we should go check on one right now on, on yeah. camera. Yeah, go for it, you know. We'll we'll, we'll have a race. You'll win, and uh, we'll congratulate you on this Monday. <laughs> just so. get beer all, yeah, get beer all over the fucking desk all over my keyboard all over my, my my mouse i think the audience would love to see it but i think i would literally throw up right now i i feel think like it, terrible i could probably shotgun a beer right now i feel pretty good got a nice eight hours tj you yeah. know as, as i always do drink drinking a little water start the morning feel great 100 on this monday just shotgun a nice bud light you're good to go Guys, your 21st that's, birthday. That's the way to start today. Yeah, your 21st birthday story, 314-877-8597. That's our text line. You can jump in on that, or you can jump in here on Facebook Live. Thanks, guys, for watching. Got a lot on deck today, so we will move on to quick hits uh, until we move on in a few minutes to talk about the Jordan documentary, Nick, which came dance. on yesterday, but we'll save that uh, for the moment. Nick, did you... Uh, did you have anything else happen this weekend besides maybe celebrating Z the P's 21st at all? Did you guys uh, have any plans at the old Yale household? Let's check the schedule. Let's see what we did this weekend. <laughs> Absolutely you nothing. Don't, you don't remember uh, what happened. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that was supposed to be a joke of me like looking at my phone. Like, oh, oh, no, it's yeah. in quarantine. Nothing happened. Yeah. No, uh, Big T cut the grass. I finished a puzzle. Uh, oh, we played a little bit. We played a little Civ 5. Z the P finished his Civ Five game that uh, me, him, and my sister were playing. Have you ever played Civ Five, TJ, or know what that is? No, I've never even heard that. No. Civilization Five. It's a fun computer game. Buy for twenty nine ninety nine. It's not an ad read on Steam. And guess how many hours we logged to, to play one game? Well, how many? Game. Yeah. Guess how? Guess how many hours it took? Uh, so four. I, I don't know. More. Eight. More. Okay. What was it? How many? How many was 27? Holy shit. This was not all in one sitting, by the way. This was in, in, in multiple, multiple occasions. We played over the past like three weekends, um, but finally finished that. I was able to nuke my sister. Um, what does that, that even off. mean? <laughs> I was able to nuke my sister. Yeah, it's, it's like it's kind of like a, a war slash strategy game. So we played that. Um, right. Like I said, finished my puzzle, played a little FIFA, watched the last dance. There you go. What else did we do? Yeah, I think that was about it. Yeah, yeah, not a bad had, weekend. Had overall pretty pretty mundane. Nothing yeah. nothing too exciting. Nothing too boring though. Yeah, what'd you do besides celebrate your birthday? We uh, set up the new barbecue pit. Laura got me a Weber grill for my birthday, so we set that uh, up. But on Ching Weber, <laughs> love to see it and uh, cook some burgers, cook some pork steaks, had some beers on the patio last night, so it was a good time. Same type of thing. We we are Xbox people now, like. As in, I always have been, but she's been playing a shit ton of video games with oh, me. Oh, you got the PS4. I know, I did. I bought, I bought You're that. You're so blessed to have both. She's like, oh, you haven't played it in a week. And then I'm like, well, you can't play that. I only have one controller, so either, you know, let me play that what by is, myself what do you guys or let's play, play Xbox. What do you guys play when you uh, when you play Xbox One with Laura? She's what, got... She like a great, she like into killing people in Grand Theft Auto? Is she like... 
you know, big, big sports, sports no, gamer. No, fuck no, no. She hates the sports games. She, you go into and you either GTA, she likes to play, and she's like, she's the worst at GTA. And what's what sucks, Nick, is, you know, I don't really How care. How can you be bad at GTA? Well, so here's the thing. I have a, a decent amount of money on that game, but as you know, when you play, you have to buy ammo, you have to buy guns, you have to fix your cars, you have to do all that shit. Well, she goes out there, and she uses every bullet in the first, like, three seconds. I mean, just, she'll get in, a, in someone's car. If we're online, <laughs> GTA Online, she's in a car spraying bullets at nobody. <laughs> I mean, it hits absolutely nobody. Probably 98% of, of the spray hits absolutely nobody, wasting every bit of my ammo. So once she gets me, the controller, we got a couple buddies now that we started a couple uh, businesses. We got a, a motorcycle club on there, and we go on these little missions, you know, well, some of the times I got to be the shooter. I got to get in the, the passenger seat and start shooting. Well, I get it and my gun's empty. I switched to my pistol, empty. Yeah, just click, 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 Mini click, SMG, click. empty. I'm like, Laura, did you literally use every fucking bullet in my inventory in the first three seconds of the game? And literally she, she sits there and just sprays nobody. It's just, so here I go, go over to ammunition. There's some money. Take it, take it, take it, and just get some more ammo. But... Uh, no, she has fun with it. It's a good time. My cars are destroyed every time. She takes it off a cliff, and she can't land. She just goes head first right into it and uh, blows up or something. So, so yeah. Big Jet. T was uh, laughing the other day because I was playing GTA, and he's like, should we start our own motorcycle club and go against and go kill TJ's motorcycle club? So, now, that would be that right. would be fun. If we had, like, rival a rivalry on there, that'd be fun. It would literally be like, literally be like some of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. It, would be your, it would be your little dream come true. Yeah. We could do that. We could do that. I think we could do, uh, you know, you could be, uh, I could be sons, you could be, I don't know, anything. Or no, I'm sorry, we called ourselves the dads of anarchy, so it's just a little bit different. I would have to be, I don't know, I don't know what my motorcycle club name would be, but I'd immediately come and kill you first. Yeah, I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would. We Pull also play Overcooked. Overcooked's the big yep, one. Overcooked. One where you have to work together. It's a co-op game, and you have to go back and forth and, and help cook. And, co-op. Well, that's what it's called. Co-op game, player. and then there's a new co-player. one where it's called A Way Out. This is a new co-op game we downloaded. We have I have the EA Access Pass, Nick, and it it's free, and you work together to. Oh wait, really? I have that too. A Way Out, yeah, it's good. We have to break out of prison and all that. It's pretty fun. That's perfect. We should uh, we should play online. That'd be that'd be solid. The thing is, though, so far I'm not a huge fan because it's a puzzle game, but the it basically like takes you through the story. And then you search around and you hit like A to like do the next thing. It's there's no like freewheeling type of fighting thing. It like literally says, "Hey, punch this guy and press X. This is how you dodge a yeah. punch." It's like it's not even that hard. You know what I mean? So right, we're, we're you, trying. You it, want but. something? You want something that's a little bit more challenging? Correct. So the, a way out. I would recommend trying it. It's a cool story, but it's it's we got halfway through and it's like, all right, I want a little bit more action going on. So. I'm uh I'm back on my FIFA bullshit too. So look out if if I want to try to beat you in a game, FIFA will be the one because I'm getting good again. Yeah, so I, I haven't played. The only sports games I've played is like 2K and uh, the show mainly. The show. So. I I would hope you play the show. You've spent a bunch of money buying a PS4 oh, every, purely for one. Every game. time I'm sitting there and I'm I'm in the living room playing Xbox by myself, Lara comes in, looks at the PS4, and kind of gives me like wide eyes, like just looking. Oh, oh, so you're not gonna play that? Let's see. Oh. So you bought this two weeks ago, huh? Haven't played in seven days. I'm like, relax, okay? I'm just playing some games. We can play together. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just want to play a little Xbox too. It's it's like it's like when you get a you know it's like when a new baby's born or when you get a new dog. You can't forget about the original too. You know you got to give them some love still. Yeah, that's right. Like when you guys get your second dog, you can't just give them all the attention and not give Cooper any. You know. Yeah. Got to got to play the PS4 a little bit more. I got to get a second controller so I can play against her. That's you know, so. th- that's the key. You got to have that second controller so you can play against somebody. Because, I mean, I don't have a PS4. Do any other friends have PS4s that you can play against? Yeah, a few. Yeah, but I I got to get that online. I mean, I guess you don't really PS4. play the show online. You just play your my no. career. Yeah, is what people mostly like to do. That's the only fun part about it, really. Speaking of baseball, Nick, Let's did see. you see the Major League Baseball signed with MGM Entertainment? couple days ago no so they signed a deal uh i believe there's a third (laughs) league to sign it was nhl and i believe nba all signed with these uh these gambling companies you know big web was actually going to hop on today and talk about it but he got well mlb already has a deal with FanDuel. this is uh a separate deal with uh with mgm nfl is the only one that hasn't yet signed a deal uh, correct for a gambling so this would actually make MLB's second deal, I, I guess. But with with MGM, must that I guess is it? The, was it the sports book? Their official official gaming partner, MGM Resorts. So it's official gaming partner. Gotcha. It's more of the sports gambling aspect of it. So yeah, uh, you know, my dad brought something up interesting too. So the whole deal, I believe, is because sports gambling, either you can say it's coming, you can say it's here. It's it's yes, definitely yes. on its way if it's not already you know in your life. So. Uh, these leagues are starting to get on top of it to take advantage, make the money they will make off of it, and then use, like, I think they're using the exact same logos. They want to make sure everything's correct and, you know, they market it the right way. Um, my dad brought up something interesting. We'll have him on to talk about it uh, down the road. He couldn't come on this morning. But he was mentioning, you know, how does the MLB keep this in check? You know, like, you can't have a Black Sox situation like you did back in the right, early 1900s. And I. I said there's there's a hundred percent a way they're gonna hire a ton of people just to make sure that doesn't happen. So yeah, you take a risk, but like everything is going that way. Every league's doing it, and again, sports gambling's taken another level in the United States because it's it's legalized already. It should be legalized in every state in the next probably two three years. Um, and the reason is because all that money was being across seas or you know in these Correct. offshore sports books that you know billions of dollars were being lost so if you tax that right the u.s gets that money and the fucking economy goes through the roof so it's all good um but yeah he's right i mean this is another scenario where i know it's totally different but with the astros cheating situation you have to nip that shit in the butt you know you cannot allow something to happen where you know if if, if players would start throwing games or something i don't see that ever no, happening because people are on not, that shit but dad brought that yeah. up like you have to keep the game clean and he's right he is right about that yeah i think it's it's less of that i don't think they're real worried about players and coaches throwing games per se as as so, some of the similar scandals have happened with the nba and the referees um of uh of past but i think it's more from a fan engagement standpoint right like when we talk about these leagues that have declining attendance overall, we see, you know, what's happening. Well, people are opting to stay at home and watch the games because you can see it in high definition and you can have all the extra features, your own bathroom, your own, uh, you know, your own fridge, not pay $9, not pay parking, do all the different things that you have to do traditionally that you couldn't necessarily always get. You can get almost a better 
game experience at home now than you can uh, actually at the stadium and spending all that money. So it's much more cost efficient. And so leagues are looking at ways, well, how can we bring fan engagement back in? And if we're not getting money through, um, through ticket sales, what's another way that fans are engaging with our sport that we can engage with, with them. And that comes through sports betting, obviously, because sports betting is yes, it's on the rise, obviously currently down, but if you're a, buying stock buy stock now I, I would continue to say that uh if you look, look the stock market trends are at william hill and FanDuel and DraftKings, where their stocks are at buy them now because when they come back especially the pro bettors are going to double down to make their money back that they lost from march madness and from all the betting they missed out on on the summer that they're going to miss out on for some of these different leagues and so this is just mlb getting ahead of the curve and cutting a deal with mgm like i said they already have the deal in place with FanDuel. Uh, NHL, NBA with DraftKings, NFL, no uh, legitimate partnership yet that I'm aware of. Um, so this is really comes into the fan engagement because betting is offering this whole new landscape for fan engagement uh, because everybody is betting on sports, whether they're doing it, like you said, overseas, if it's not legal in their state or if it is legal in their state, like Jersey, Pennsylvania, Nevada, uh, they can bet mobily and that's just another option for these leagues to engage with their fans and get their advertising and stuff in front of it because if betting is gonna i mean regardless of ticket sales betting is gonna keep keep things alive yeah. I, I don't think there's as much issue with with the uh throwing games but it's definitely no, a concern no, it's, you, you gotta it's look not, out for that's not a thing that was like talked about it's something big web and me talked about so he yeah well it's something you have to think about too correct. when you're like you said yeah. when you're bringing this into the fold obviously i sure they're doing the due diligence with the whole process and everything like that but it's definitely a concern you got to watch out for for sure uh, because not everybody is for it not everybody is for sports betting but like much like uh marijuana i think if you tax it the proper way and and allow people to bet i mean it seems like a win-win for everybody yeah it's not i mean people are gonna do it man it's the same thing you know if you 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 know weed's been quote-unquote illegal it's starting to be legalized everywhere now but before you know three years ago it was illegal in most places and people still did it. You know people are going to still do it, you know, and people have compared it to alcohol, so it's you knew something was going to give, and, and a lot of people don't give a shit if people smoke weed. It's the same thing with sports betting. You know, there's a lot of people that do it. There's a lot of people that find the ways to do it, whether it's the bookies or the over, you know, offshore accounts or whatever, um, but it's, it's going to happen because people enjoy it, and you're right. MLB knows that fan engagement, that's where it's going. People want to bet on games, and especially because... To me, I think MLB over any league is worried about fan engagement in the future because baseball is a quote unquote more boring sport than football, hockey. Right. It's not as, you know, has as much impact. There's more downtime. Um, so this will help the younger demographic that maybe thought baseball was quote unquote boring, maybe allow them to get back into it even more because of this. So they're, they're understanding where, where everything's going. I mean, they know where, where the, the fan engagement should be. Yeah, and, and for reference, I mean, we're a town that doesn't have an NFL team or an NBA team, and granted, one of the most fun things to do for us as not having a specific team to bet on, I, I don't ever bet on the Cardinals, the Blues. I bet on Mizzou a little bit. That just is a, is a double whammy. Yeah, that sucks. Hard that's, strings, that's tough. But especially for towns and in, in, uh, cities that don't have a sports team, you know, sports betting is a way to – be able to root for a team or at least have some rooting interest. I mean, that's why the NCAA tournament makes so much money is because you're betting on these teams that, A, you probably know nothing about, and 
and can cheer for and root for the underdog in, in those different scenarios. I remember in college when we bet on Bovada, obviously an offshore account, we had we were betting on three teams, right? We were betting on the Cincinnati Red or uh, the the Royals against the Reds. We were also betting on. Uh, we did actually have the Cardinals that night, and then we were betting on the Oakland A's. And we had the Cardinals won their game or whatever. We watched that in the afternoon. And Cincinnati and the Royals were playing. And it was a three-way parlay, like $20 three-way parlay to win like seven or $900. It was something, something crazy because, like, they were all under, underdogs. And it was in the top of the ninth, and the Reds brought in Al Radish Chapman to, to close the game uh, up by two – up up one, up two to one. And Ben Zobra stepped to the dish with the runner on. And Alradis was, I think, 56 for 56 at this point. And uh, Ben Zobras cranks one over the wall. And the Reds end up, or the Royals end up winning the game. First blown save Alradis Chapman had at home uh, all year. And so we were just absolutely go, like, going crazy. Like, we don't fucking root for the Royals at all. Right. We don't care what the Royals or the Reds are doing. But it was so much fun. And then we stayed up till like 2 o'clock in the morning watching the West Coast game. Oakland A's who blew it in the ninth and we lost our parlay. But nonetheless, it was like six hours of entertainment over, you know, five out of the six teams we had zero rooting interest in. But had it not been for betting, we wouldn't able to been able to been able to do that. hundred percent. Yeah. And so it's like $20. It it makes it makes the game a hundred times more interesting. People know that, too. You know, people know that that's that's the thing. So a lot of people do it. So I was just curious on your opinion on that. Big Web mentioned how you have to keep it, you know, legally you have to watch things and it's it's the right way i mean it's 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 with anything with gambling now but that's that's something that these leagues if they're right. going to sign with these companies they have to watch out for do you think he's right to missouri yeah they probably will very very soon um do you think pete rose finally gets into the hall of fame with this stuff happening dad brought that up We've, it's been talked about forever that he's already been he will too eventually long enough, but yeah I, now I that like i don't know they're signing a deal with a, with a gambling company, yeah. you'd think that Pete Rose might get his shot at the Hall of Fame. Now. Yeah, you you would think that they would lift the ban, the lifetime ban, um, and I think they will eventually. I don't know right away necessarily. No, 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 no. I just coming invent, down, yeah, down the road. But like in ten years, you know, I mean, I don't know how old how old is he? I I, I feel like he high sixties probably. Yeah, so he's he's getting up there. Um, but within the next five to 10 years, I would say, hopefully, I mean, I think he deserves to, at least when you look at what he did on, on, on paper for his career. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible is he's surefire first ballot hall of famer without the, the, uh, the black stain that he has, but even still, it's like, like we were talking about when we talk about the Astros cheating scandal, that was 10 times worse. Like he wasn't betting on his own team to win. And, and so he wasn't cheating, the system as much as the Astros were, I would say. So, yeah, I think eventually he will get in. It's just a matter of time. Your thoughts are welcome. Oh, my God. He's, yeah, he's not even high 60s. He's high 70s. He's 79. Yeah, I said I knew he was up there. So, yeah, I mean, I would like to see see relatively sooner rather than later. All right, real quick before we get into uh, the last dance. Um, Nick, I, got, I watched Too Hot to Handle last night. Have you seen uh, it on yes, Netflix? Yes, let's go. I, I figured Too you. I asked you this morning if you watched it, but you're like Mister, uh, of course, reality TV guy. So I figured you yes, watched I it. I watched it the day that it came to Netflix. I don't know how I felt about it. It was just like, a listen, lot. okay. I watched all eight episodes though, so it, I, it yeah. intrigued me at least. Eight episodes, currently number one on Netflix. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, I definitely advise going to watch it. If you are a fan of The Circle or of 
uh, Love is Blind. It's definitely worth a binge. Uh, only eight episodes are like 30 to 45 minute episodes. So it doesn't take out a ton of your time. You can probably do it in a day. It's basically like a horny circle, right? Like there is this pretty much this yeah. thing. They call it Lana. That is basically like Siri or Alexa. And Lana watches and, and listens to their every move all the time. And it's like seven, like probably like 12, like six guys, six girls go to this Island retreat and they're known for being just like horny motherfuckers. Like they bang like all the time. swiping right on Tinder and you're hooking up and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like these guys are like most interesting attribute about me, my dick. Like the girls are like, oh yeah, <laughs> save, I'm, I'm in a sorority and I like to, <laughs> and I sleep around a bunch and like, it's whatever. I just like the party. Like it's a bunch of wannabe Kim Kardashians. Like pretty much Instagram thought 100% make quote unquote models that just have tits and ass pictures all over Instagram. And there are a few of them that are actually like, okay, individuals, but for the most part, just like really shallow, uh, everybody's super attractive. Um, and they just think they're going to go bang all weekend. And then Lana's basically like no sex, this entire retreat, no, no whacking it, nothing like that. And they have to find themselves, TJ, they have to find more in their relationships. God. And so you're just like, it oh, okay, so fucking what the set fuck up, is man. This? It, it is, like, it is, a, is. Oh God, that show. And they, they ultimately, you know, most of them buy into the retreat, and they have yeah. different sessions, like an all guys session, an all girls session, uh, and and they, they find themselves in deeper meaning in their relationships. This, this fucking show, man. I mean, there was these two people, uh, Francesca, Francesca and Harry. And Harry. And at one point at the end of the, I'm not I'm gonna say spoilers. You, you, you still gotta fucking go watch the show. But at one point they're they're losing so much money. They start with a hundred grand, and then eventually there's gonna be a winner at the end. And yeah, because there's penalties for, for any sexual activity. Correct. So if like they kiss, it's like three grand penalty. If they have sex, it's like twenty grand. So Harry, it's Harry and Francesca. They've been hooking up and doing shit like literally the entire time. Like she gave him a blowjob in the middle of the night, like, oh, <laughs> Lana won't see this and then all of a sudden oh yeah you get docked $16,000 and then the, Lana's like out there saying like oh yeah they definitely like she gave him a blowjob like oh they fucked like she's like she tells him everything it's fucking crazy yeah. and, Lana uh, lays on the line yeah. if, if they don't admit to it first right correct so sitting there and there's like this opportunity where Francesca and Harry have to go to this private suite and they say alright you've lost the, the group $30,000 if you say one night without touching each other, you will get the money back. $30,000. And they were worried that they weren't going to be able to do it. I'm like, just fucking stay away from each other. It's thirty grand for the love of Christ. My God. I'm just but sitting they're not there like sure. scratching my fucking head. They weren't sure who was going to win the money. And we won't give away any spoilers in case you want to watch it. <laughs> Don't uh, watch it. Don't so, fucking so, watch so, it. <laughs> so they didn't care. You know, they, didn't, they were like, well, we're probably not going to win the money. So fuck them. Like. They, they don't know yeah, what our relationship what means. What our relationship means, TJ. Oh, my God. It was such, such a, a fucking joke, train wreck. The entire, the entire show was just... I mean, it was wild. You had some of these characters. You had Haley and Francesca. Haley was just an absolute bitch. Like, just yeah, she, absolute she bitch. She knew she she didn't want to be there. Like, fuck her. She was terrible. There, there, there are a couple other characters that sucked. And she was definitely overall, in love with Francesca. Like, she may have... Oh, totally. Like, you could tell. She's totally. like, oh, my God, wouldn't it be funny if like we acted like we were dating? And if we made and out... And like, like oh, no. <laughs> it's like how I met your mother when uh, Lily keeps, like, saying stuff to Robin. Like, wouldn't it be... Yeah. It'd be stupid if we made wouldn't out. It'd be stupid. <laughs> 
would just be dumb. It would just be stupid. Um, oh, man. But nonetheless, good trashy TV show to yes. watch. If you're uh, during bored, your absolutely time. bored, you have nothing else to watch, it, it, it does intrigue you, but uh, it's it's wild. Your Love thoughts on, on that, let us know. All right, Nick, let's get into it. The Last Dance. Holy shit. Uh, I'll give my quick thoughts. We'll get into a lot of it, but then I want to hear your uh, initial thoughts on the entire thing in the first two episodes. I was blown away. Uh, I was very, very happy with it. Being a guy that was born in 94, right when Jordan was dominating, I don't remember shit about Michael Jordan. I didn't get a chance to watch him. Maybe my dad put him on his knee, put me on his knee watching TV when I was a kid, but I do not remember watching Michael Jordan. So uh, you've gone back and seen highlights. You search YouTube. You watch ESPN. You know he's, quote, unquote, the GOAT. But this is, like, the first chance I get to see him actually what he did. That yeah. fucking dude, man. I'll start with the documentary itself. ESPN killed it with the fact that they're allowing cussing. They're allowing all this uncensored footage. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yes, and it's it makes it so real. And what the best thing about it is, too, is they have it playing on ESPN unfiltered, and they have it on ESPN2 with all the censors. So if people don't like cursing, Correct. you don't have to watch it. But to me, don't that be is a snowflake. A, yeah, right. But it doesn't matter to me. That is such a big deal because it shows the real reactions. I want to. I want to hear Jordan say shit. I want to hear him say fuck. I want to hear what he said to Phil Jackson. It makes it so much more real. So right away, ESPN kills it with with allowing all that cursing. So um, it was set up. I was I was for two hours just like glued to my TV. All the behind the scenes stuff, and I kind of like to where they're jumping. You know, all the way to like 97, 98, his last season with the Bulls. And then they go all the way back to his childhood. Then they go back to the 97, 98 team. Then they go back to Pippen's like starting basketball. Like they have the main story. It's called The Last Dance. That was like what Phil Jackson called the final season in 97, 98. And it keeps going back to like the start of each of these guys' careers. And it's so cool. I mean, from. Their stories about when they were when they were kids, when they started playing college basketball, when they got drafted by the Bulls, yada yada yada. It is awesome. So Nick, I'll get your initial thoughts on it, and then we'll jump into some of the stuff. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think I mean this is already shaping up to be, it will be the greatest documentary of all time. Um, talking about one of the, if not the greatest athlete in history, and Michael Jordan. Um, you can you can set the LeBron Michael takes aside. People have their their opinions I have my own we won't jump into that but but Michael Jordan just kind of like Kobe and, and Muhammad Ali you know Tiger like he is everybody knows who MJ is everybody knows who Jordan is he has his own fucking entire shoe brand Air Jordan off off of Nike and, and all the things that he's he's been able to do so to get this deeper insight behind the scenes look at his career is, is super cool especially because that's not something we would ever get nowadays no team would let them have the cameras behind the scenes like they did with Michael and, yeah and all those different characters from Rodman to Rodman to Pippen um, to Michael, like they're all big personalities and, and Phil Jackson and Jerry Krause, like all this inside scoop that we're getting is great. And you're right. ESPN did a phenomenal job with this, uh, taking some notes on, on it because they're able to jump from, like you said, from scene to scene and it all flow properly. But the cooler thing I think we got to see out of this is the guys that they got, uh, to do this interview. I mean, they have fucking everybody yes. in this interview. They have, they have Barack Obama in the interview, and it's lower third is former Chicago resident Barack Obama. <laughs> like, not president of the United, former president of the United States Barack Obama. As a, former Chicago as a, resident. As a video guy, I get what they were doing. As Barack in like, Obama. Uh, I think it, it was so funny, so, though. Some people, 
might have been like, oh, why are you showing the president? Like, I get what they're saying. Some people might not no, know Barack like, Obama's from I'm, Chicago, he, but like, the, you have to put that he's the former president of the United States. Like, I yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he's a Chicago guy, big basketball fan, like super big basketball fan. And so you're going from the document, and you put fucking former Chicago resident Barack Obama. What they, I just thought what that they was put for Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton was on there too, I and I forgot I, what they put. Yeah, for I was him. looking down on my phone. I didn't see Bill Clinton's lower third. If God. they put president for him, or they, they, they probably they didn't. I don't know what else they put though. It was like because he was uh, it was probably arc something about Arkansas because it was when they were talking about it was in Scotty Pippen's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because Clinton's for, also from Arkansas. Um, but yeah, I mean, through the first two episodes, just some of the behind the scenes stuff that we've gotten to see the, the interviews, you know, and, and everybody's honest too. Like Michael's not holding anything back. Scotty's not holding anything back. You know, Rodman's not holding anything back. Larry Bird, I think had the quote of the night when he said uh, about Michael's 63 point night and game two against the Celtics of the, of the playoffs that that wasn't Michael Jordan out there. That was God out there in Michael yeah. Jordan's body. Yes. And that was just like, yeah. you're just like, Oh shit. And, and that's the thing. Not, not seeing Tally said, former Arkansas governors, what they, Lower third for Clinton. Thanks, Sally. Um, you're getting to see, really, for the first time in our lifetimes, like you said, watch Michael Jordan play <laughs> because we never got to see him play when we really remember it. And just seeing what he did at North Carolina and, and those dunks that he was throwing down. I mean, mid, I mean, he this guy's throwing down highlight reel uh, dunk contest dunks mm-hmm. mid-game, every game. Like you see Jordan or you see James and, and some of these other guys now do some cool dunks. This guy's doing fucking windmills. I mean, reverse jam jams, everything. Being yep. guarded by three guys and just cutting through the D. And sure the competition may not be as as stiff as it was uh or is as it is, is nowadays, you know, with some of these guys, but still Jordan's putting the team on his back and, and and taking these teams to the woodshed, even if they're losing the games, you know, because they didn't they didn't win either the forty nine point or sixty three point game. They lost both those. Yeah. So you can say what you will about the team, but looking at the player himself, it, it's going to be a good ten episodes. It, it's uh, the first two were really cool to see his start with with the Bulls because all you hear about too mainly with Jordan at our age group is the six championships, you know, the the two three peats, and then obviously the little break he took to play a little baseball. Which Nick, I don't think that worked out too well. We'll find that out later. Hey, I got a Michael Jordan White Sox rookie card, though. Dude, I had one of those, too. My dad had one. I forgot. I think we sold it a long time ago. I should have kept it. I should have kept it. I looked uh, it up. It ain't worth shit. Really? He was like, this is going to be <laughs> worth a shit ton of money one day. And it was like 2003. He's like, like, dude, this is worth like 12 bucks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's yeah, not going to be worth shit. I think it might be worth four bucks. Uh, well, it, it dropped in value then. I got it at its, its peak in the market. So I think my one of my favorite parts about this documentary so far is like seeing MJ's uh you know competitiveness and how he just never stopped like the story about him I think in his second season after he wins rookie of the year he gets an injury in his ankle and he's got to be out he they were saying he has he was never injured in high school basketball he was never injured his his entire career at UNC his entire first year in the NBA and then he has this injury that he has to be out well he gets back and he he thinks he's ready to go and and the Bulls shut him down because there's like no way they're gonna make a playoff run or anything. So they sit there and he goes, "All right, well I'm gonna go back to North Carolina." Starts playing, starts shooting the ball, starts playing one on one, starts playing two on two, all the way up to five on five without the Bulls knowing. Like, can you imagine a player doing that now and like being paid millions of dollars and saying, "I'm gonna go play real quick in my old college and try to risk injury again." Like, 
but he was a competitor. Dude, that, he couldn't sit still, you know? That that was literally so so funny. When there's, you know, a 10% chance that his career could be over, and he's like, well, I'm looking the glass half full. There's a 90% chance that it could be completely fine. And uh, then Reinsdorf saying, if you had a 1 in 10 chance of taking a pill, or said if you had a headache and 1 in 10 of the pills, the Advil pills or whatever, would kill you, you wouldn't take it. And Michael's like, well, how bad's the fucking headache? Yeah. And yeah. that's where they dropped one of the, one of the F bombs. Yeah. Because people were complaining there were no F bombs in the first episode, but the second one, I think they got three or four. There were in some there, in the so. first. They must have been watching ESPN too. I I heard F bombs the whole time. No, we were all. Uh oh, were they? I, I guess yeah, I, I heard. And they said shit and stuff. I heard all the uncensored stuff. I mean, yeah, I heard heard the shit and all that. I didn't hear the the, the F bombs. Yeah. Cut. Walter Walter in the comments said, "Can we expect to see an interview with Nick Yale, MJ rookie card holder, on a future episode?" <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> some prime real estate right there. You had. Hey, hey, speaking real quick of Walter, he sent in a good video of uh, a competing pizza review. I for, saw that. Uh, yeah. Stool Presidente. So, so He's been doing that for a while. That. I saw different stops he was making. That's, yeah, that was good. good. Good to have Walt back in the picture. We missed you, buddy. Absolutely. The other thing that was uh, interesting, too, is Jordan, you know, as you could imagine, him being a competitor, he talked about his rookie season, how, you know, there was, like, stories about the Bulls, and they were, like, one of the shittiest teams in the NBA, and they would all party and stuff. And he said one day he was at his hotel room, knocks on the door and walks in or, or he knocks on the door and hears a bunch of shushing, like some loud sounds and then a bunch of shushing. And he goes, somebody goes, who is it? And he says, Hey, it's MJ. And he goes, Oh, okay. It's just the rookie. And he comes in and there's like cocaine, weed, booze, girls, like all this shit. Like, I, I don't know if it was the night before a game or what, but he was like, it, it was everywhere. Like the, his entire team was in there and he's like, Fuck it, man. I can't get in trouble here. Like this gets busted. I'm just as guilty as everybody here, you know. So it was that was interesting to me. Like he 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 was saying like oh, I didn't yeah, do much. I it. sat in my hotel room. I watched movies and I played basketball. That's all I fucking did. That's what he said. Yeah, that's all. That's all he wanted to do was get up the next day and go play basketball. So he had make sure you got a good night's rest, good meal, and uh, got some sleep. So he go up and play basketball the next day. That's just like insane. How he just he didn't want any of the social the limelight. So far from what we've seen, I mean, the rookie to where he was you know, later in his career could obviously, or, or obviously changes over time. But any, any rookie in that situation is probably thinking like, okay, I'm low man on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Just got to keep, keep my head down and go to work. I can't get caught up in, like you said, any of these social, uh, social things off the, off the court and jeopardize, you know, your career, especially when you're only a rookie, not even the guy on the team. And, uh, I don't know if who the quote was, was from, uh, at North Carolina when he said he was better than MJ for two weeks. Because MJ just wanted to keep working and learning, yeah. learning, working nonstop, and and to become the best. And told, uh, oh, it was, uh, um, Roy, it was uh, James Worthy, who yeah, was, James Worthy, who was superstar yep. with the Lakers. I mean, he was yep. the guy on that team. But then Jordan just got better and better and better. It's just why it's yep. the same thing his high school and, coaches said. He he grew to be six three. He was five. What do you say? Five nine, five ten. His sophomore year. And then he he worked on his skills all summer, and he grew to be six three. And he's like, all right, this fucking kid's good. Like he that size just like took him to another level. So that that's the thing. Just in the work ethic, I mean, just shows him and him and Kobe both were like that. Uh, and I'm sure LeBron is too, and a lot of the other guys. But just the work ethic is the differentiator from being good and being great, or being great and being the best. Is that these guys, like you said, when practice is over and everybody's sweating, just absolutely dead tired going to the gym. Then they're out there putting up another hundred free throws, or going do, wanting to do one on one, or wanting to keep going. It's just like they have another motor, another level, and that's what I forget 
if it was uh, Roy Williams or who said it that Michael can turn it on and off whenever he wants, and he never turns it off. Yeah. Even when he's injured, even when he's got the flu, he's go, go, go all the time because that's what he eats, sleeps, and breathes basketball. It was it was so cool, though. Those first two episodes already, you can kind of see. Yeah, Pippin's episode was just as good. I mean, Pippin's episode was good. So I did not know that. Again, I'm not going to say spoilers because a lot of people should be watching this already. And plus, uh, we need sports in our life and because it's already happened. This is a documentary. It's not like we're spoiling anything. You can go look this up on the internet. So to me, it's okay to talk about. But Pippin... His contract, he got a, a extension in the early 90s. I think it was 91. Seven years, $18 million. Seven years, $18 million. Scotty Pippen. That's fucking crazy. But I get where he's coming from. He probably, I mean, he wanted to help out his family. He wanted to, you know, help out his mother, I'm sure. And, and, and yeah, it's still all that. $18 million. But I seven years. Can you imagine yeah. now, like, you look at the money these guys are making? Fucking, what's his name? The the old Memphis point guard that made $30 million a year on a contract. And I know it's just, it's inflated, but I'm saying, like, Scottie Pippen is one of the best NBA players ever, and seven years, yes. eighteen million dollars is a fucking and joke. arguably was the second best player in the NBA at that time, and he was the sixth Being, highest paid player on his team on his team, one hundred and twenty, and one hundred twenty second paid player <sighs> in the league, two point eight million God. a year when Jordan was making thirty three million a year. Fuck, and you could you name the? I no, you can't. The one hundred twenty second best player in the NBA currently, no, Andre Robertson. Who ranks that? Andre Robertson. Do you even know who Andre Robertson, Robertson no. plays for? No. I don't know. Couldn't either. tell you. Hawks? I've, I, I sure. Don't know. I'm taking that, a total that's stab not, at it. That's not a bad guess. I'm total looking at it. Total stab at it. That's he what I'm plays saying, though. for it... the Thunder. Okay. When I was... And he's making 1.2 mil a year. Can, can as you, 122nd. Can you imagine, though, because... The, the Bulls owner also said at the time that whenever he came in and, and asked for his extension, and it was seven years, 18 mil, he said, all right, once this is done, you're done, you're not coming in here again yeah, talking about money. Yeah. You're not renegotiating. I don't do that. You Once you get your contract, that's it. And then what happened in 97, 98 was when he was sitting out, and eventually, I don't know what happens. I, I know, I think he comes back and they win their sixth, but... Yeah. It's interesting to see how Spoilers. he just sat out totally. <laughs> right. Happened happened oh, over twenty years That's ago. That's the thing though. I mean, in that position, I get where the owner is saying, Hey, we paid you, but then the salaries, you know, cap increases and way more revenue comes in. And that's just slimy by the owner to say you have the second best player in the fucking NBA on your team and you're not gonna have pay him what he probably deserves. Yeah. Now I get you're trying to keep all the players together, keep all the parts together, but it was like Michael and then everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so I get a lot of your money's tied up in Michael, but still like, come on, at least give him an increase. At least make it, it would only cost like, I think an extra three and a half million dollars to make him the second highest paid player on the team. Yeah, so I know. And they wouldn't renegotiate. That's yeah, at least give him the respect of being the second highest paid player on the team. When this guy is leading the team in rebounds, leading the team in steals, leading the team in assists, doing all Michael's dirty work, second highest scorer on the team. Like it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's criminal that he didn't make more than, than that in that amount of time, especially all the championships they won. And, the thing is, that'll get into this discussion now about Kraus. So Jerry Kraus was the GM at the time. I think he was, what was it, they say, 85 through, or no, it was before that. It was like 80. Didn't he draft Jordan? Wasn't he there when Jordan got drafted? I, I don't know. Regardless, uh, it was close. Know, yeah, it, it, it was like 84 to late 90s or whatever. 
And Jerry Krause, if you watch from the beginning, is kind of the enemy in this whole thing. You know, it, it was kind of shocking to me to, to know that they had a bad relationship with him, and they'll they'll right. talk more about that, I'm sure, throughout the documentary. But he got all these guys together. I mean, I believe he helped get MJ. He drafted MJ, Pippen, and then they also went after uh, Oakley. I mean, so they had all these players together that he helped build, but yet they all fucking hated him because eventually when they won five championships, you know, in what, seven years, they went up and said they're going to do a rebuild and, like, drop everybody was, except MJ. You know what I mean? That was wild to me to see that yeah. they were just going to go, you know, you're winning, 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 and then they tell Phil, hey, it's your last year. Like, Yeah, before the season starts. It. Before the season starts. Before the season even starts because if you haven't read – this while this documentary is going on, also good to read is Eleven Rings, Phil Jackson's book. He goes on to win five more rings with the Lakers, like with this Kobe is and Shaq. Yeah, with Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, it's like the guy knows what he's doing as a head coach. And, my, and if Michael, the best player in the NBA, is saying publicly, "I will not play for any other coach besides Phil Jackson," I have that decision. I have that right. Why the fuck are you getting rid of Phil Jackson? <laughs> I know. What, what, what is, what the is your upside there? What is the upside? What is your reason that you're getting rid of Phil? But like, I get wanting to to break the team down and rebuild it around Michael, right? Scotty's getting older. And, you know, some of these other guys are getting older. Um, but why the fuck, if your star number one player is saying, this is the only coach that I will play for, would you decide to say, hey, yep, sorry, it's your last season, and publicly say that? Because Krause so said whatever, whatever you know, championships are built by the by the team, by the organizations, not by the players. By the players. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and he's like, oh, they left out, you know, some parts of the comments. Either way, you still said it publicly that yeah. basically you're taking a shot at Michael, yeah. saying, you know, fuck you, I want some credit too. I built this thing. Well, but Steve, still, like, Steve, on. like you just said, Steve Kerr said exactly what you're kind of talking about is that he said. Jerry was a smart guy. He was a good GM, but he couldn't get out of his own way. He could not stand that everybody else was in the in the limelight. Everybody else was in the spotlight, and Jerry Krause was not, even though he helped. Like he he was made fun of. They gave him shit. Scottie Pippen fucking made fun of him, and you know he was kind of a dick. I mean he he did good building his team, helped build his team, but he was a fucking dick, and nobody liked him. Well, and then he got no no credit for it. He's like, oh well, yeah, Michael and them wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for me. Well, it's like, yeah, dude, like. They're the you got them together, but they make it happen on the court, not you. You know what I mean? That's it's, that's that's the thing. Like it I do get a little bit where he's coming from, saying, you know, he's not getting any credit when he did put the team together. But he's got short man syndrome. It, it's yeah. like it's like a little kid. It's like a little kid that that never got confidence or whatever. He's he's short and he probably was teased and stuff like that because he was short. And and, and again, Michael and Scotty both teased him and because he was short and like that probably got under his skin. And so then he's like, I'm going to be a grumpy, grumpy guy. And I'm going to call the shots and, and show them I have the power. And yeah. in reality, all it's doing is just killing the team. Cause if you keep those guys together, you might've gotten two or three more championships. Like, I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable, but yeah. it was funny to see on Twitter. I think somebody made the meme and uh, it was Mr. Swackhammer from space jam like the guy with the big cigar next mm -hmm. to Jerry Krause. And they were like, well, I guess we know where they got their, uh, <laughs> got the influence for the Mr. Schwackhammer character from. It's Michael Jordan. Obviously. I haven't so, seen that one. That's that's good. It that's was good. so good. And it's like, yep, that's a hundred percent a fact. Like hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah. I mean that, that, that's the thing is like your number one priority should be wanting to not only keep, 
you know, good players on your team, but you want the chemistry to be good and the relationship with the front office to be good so that you don't have these, uh, these publicity flaws in the media that would only be, I mean, could you imagine like that, how that would be portrayed today in the media with Twitter and all this other shit when players have their own platform to, to, to bitch and moan? Yep. Like, Oh man, that would have been a nightmare. Yeah. That's that's the thing. It would have been crazy and then and then Kraus just seems like, you know, a power like he was a power hungry guy where he was happy that they were successful. He kept the team together for a long time, but then it got to a point where you're right, where he won they won so much and they were ingrained in NBA history, but nobody was talking about Jerry Krause. I mean, before this before watching this first two episodes, could you have named the GM at the time? Not me. No shot. Uh, I no, Can, probably not. I never. I mean, any, okay. Let's think about this. People our age in their mid to early twenties, or even younger, could, you know who Michael Jordan is. You know who Scottie Pippen yeah. is. You know who the Chicago Bulls I were. Mean, but would you ever know the GM? You could have given me a hundred guesses, and I would not have remembered his name. Maybe I heard it one time. Never would have remembered. Non fans outside, of, like my Chicago friends, definitely for sure. Could. That's different, but, um, though. I mean, like the average sports fan that doesn't yeah, the know average Joe a lot about yeah. like. You know the Bulls run. They know like right. Jordan and Pippen, and they won and Rodman, but they don't know who the GM was. I never could. Yeah, have done yeah. That. I would say I would say probably not. Yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, that's that's probably what pissed him off is that he was getting. You're right. He's getting pushed around. They won a ton of championships. He didn't get credit for it, and uh, and eventually but, he's like, we're doing a rebuild. But isn't that wild but, to like win that many championships and say, all right, we're fucking rebuilding. This is your last year. Yeah. Like that. But is but listen. Crazy. Like, but how how many GMs of teams do you <laughs> actually actually know? Right. That's true. That's like a good point. Billy Bean of the A's because he built Moneyball, mm-hmm. and you know you know a few of you know the Steinbrenners, like <laughs> you know the St. Louis you know, ones because we're from here. But yeah, you different. know the St. Louis ones. But of like other teams, I mean, you can't really like you may have. You know the the names, like you know, but a lot of times you know the owners more than you even know the GMs, like, right? You know, but you know the you know dynasty, J- you know Jerry, and you know Kraft, and yeah, but they're successful. Know. That that's the difference. Like that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You should know a lot of these GMs and these owners. I say owners slash GMs because sometimes they're the they're one and the same. And but sometimes there's crossover. Yeah, right? but it, for me, like for if you name some of the best franchise runs in history, like the Yankees, you know George George Steinbrenner, Joe Torre. You know, and then you go to the the Patriots. You know Bill Belichick, who basically is the GM. He is the GM, and Robert Kraft. You know, you know those two. I knew Phil Jackson was the coach of the Bulls. I had no idea who who uh, Jerry Krause was. No Jerry idea. Krause was yeah. No clue. Yeah. So They're actually called governors now, though. By the way, governors. What? Not owners. Governors. They're governors. Really? They're not called team. Yeah, they're not called team owners. When did that happen? Uh, last year. Uh, I don't like that at all. Yeah. I will never call. Snowfl- I'll, I'll, I'll say owner forever. Snow, snowflake season. Yeah, yeah, they're called governors. Well, I'm I'm pumped up, man, because I need to yeah, find a way. Exciting. You said so. We have we have Hulu live through uh, through the company, which is still working at the moment. But you said you're canceling it, so I might have to get ESPN Plus for for a hot minute. Well, we have it. We we just uh, we just switched Hulu live. We have Hulu live through May seventh. So okay, it's, right. it's 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 the majority of the uh, of the episodes, and then it is also. We just yeah we downgraded to the ESP uh, Hulu Basic plan with ESPN with ESPN Plus for for twelve bucks a month so that we still so you still have access to the uh, to the documentary to watch it okay um just no with no sports going on yeah didn't seem didn't seem worth it to be throwing forty bucks away every month for <laughs> no, live TV when the only live thing I watch really is Blues and Cardinals games we don't have that right now so it's just like burning money essentially right. 
Yeah, I can I, just have Hulu. So, so can you just Plus watch ESPN. live on ESPN Plus, or is it only recorded? Yeah, you can watch live. It's streamed, streamed on ESPN. Streamed Plus. it. Okay, so, okay. Live on ESPN, live cable on ESPN, and then streamed on ESPN Plus. So yeah, you can still watch it all. Okay, good deal. Your guys' thoughts on the Last Dance and everything else we talked about today? Three one four eight seven seven eight five nine seven. The voicemail inbox is open. If you guys want to call in at all in the next few days, we'll be back on Friday to break down uh, probably a little bit more of the documentary and talk about the upcoming weekend. We will have a game on Friday. We will every single Friday. Mondays are more for kind of uh, just a little discussion, you know, a little hot topics game, going guys. on. Big game, guys. So it, uh, we'll, we'll continue this discussion every week about the MJ documentary because it's super, super good. Um, guys, thanks for getting involved today on Facebook. We'll be back on Friday, 8.30 a.m. Make sure you go follow us at BruceBOTB everywhere. And uh, Nick, do you have any final thoughts for the audience? Final thoughts for the audience. Uh, happy 21st again to Z the P. Uh, definitely check out the shitty Netflix show too hot to handle. If you're looking for some and report trashy, back to us and report back to us and uh, send your pictures of, of, of yourself grilling while you're out on this beautiful week. I think it's supposed to be nice weather this week. So get outside, get some fresh air during this quarantine and uh, send us your, your grill pictures. There See you if go. You're better than TJ. Yeah. The grill master. I've done it. I've done it once now on my new grill. I'm, I'm perfect at it. I'm just the best grill master. Just officially tag it. All right, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you Friday. Bras on balcony. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to go hit that five-star button over on iTunes. That helps out the cause, helps the show grow on iTunes. Uh, be sure to like us on Facebook at Brews in the Balcony, where we'll be live every Monday and Friday, 830 to 930-ish, give or take. And while you're at it, if you haven't done so already, hit up BruceInTheBalcony.com. Lots of great video content articles over there. Got the store with some T-shirts there. If you haven't gotten your T-shirt yet, be sure to go do that. We will see you for bras on Wednesday.